Hello everyone, I'm your host Caitlin, and welcome back to the One Tired Bitch Podcast, a place where we can all talk about the things that have been tiring us out. Hello everyone, welcome back. Um, so there's a little or a lot to catch up on, so I'll catch you all up to speed and then we'll get started with the episode this you know this week so to catch everyone up i the last episode was about me quitting my job um and that was um on a wednesday that i quit my job and then if everyone knows um it was leading into labor day weekend so then we had thursday and friday um, where I didn't have a job, and then we had the weekend, and Monday was off, and then on Tuesday, I had a second interview, actually, I had two second interviews for, um, two separate jobs, they were within, like, an hour of each other, so I was running around town going to these interviews, and the first one offered me the job, and I told them that I needed to go to my second interview for a different job first, and then I would get back to them. And then my other interview, um, they didn't officially offer me the job, but I knew that they were going to in by the way that the end of the interview went. They were basically going to write up an offer letter and email it to me. Um, and based on the two jobs, I had an option to either deny both of them, take one of them, um, you know, I, I had some other job prospects, so I could have made that decision, but ultimately the first job that offered me the job I was really interested in, and I decided to go with that route because the second job was a lot of things I just wasn't really interested in at the moment. I, it involved a lot of random traveling and they wouldn't specify to me how often this would be happening. It was a lot of like, oh yeah, we may ask you really last minute to just fly to Texas. And I was like, yeah, that may be something of interest to other people because some people really like to travel. They also talked about like flying in and out of the country a lot. And I think for a lot of people, that's something that could be really fun and um and really good especially at like a younger age and because it just like a lot of people like to travel and then being able to travel for work means that like these flights will be paid for by work and then usually you'll have some downtime at least when work's over that night that you'll get to explore the area for me personally I am not at a point in my life where I want to be away from my home at all times I don't really think that me having a high paying job to pay for my bills and my place and then for me to never really be home I am not really a fan of that I'm somebody who really loves my my home my apartment I I like to be in my own space you know it's a small space but I like to be here and it's not based on like oh, I need all my things near me because um, I'm more than willing to get rid of, like, my things quite often. It's just, like, the atmosphere of, like, this is my stuff. This is my place. This isn't um, anyone else's, you know. It's the comfort of your own bed, even if 
like sometimes a hotel bed is really comfortable like it'll be really nice to kind of like get into a hotel bed and you're like oh this is so so nice but then there's also the thought of like um it's like how do you like I guess how do you say like the difference between like comfort right because I think my bed at home is really really comfortable like ultimately comfortable and I think that like if your bed at home is really comfortable then it's truly comfortable because it's the bed that you sleep in every single night but to me if a hotel bed's comfortable I think that the rating scale is a little bit different because a lot of times it's right after you just traveled a bunch and you're really exhausted and you just want to like get in bed and like lay down or rest a little bit so the thought that um it's comfortable i think it's just like on a whole different rating scale um my point is just like i'm not at a point where i want to be like traveling like that all the time and i don't want to be away from people more um in my life you know i want to try to spend more time with them so i ultimately took the first time the first job um and so i accepted it like Tuesday night and then they had me come in on Wednesday for training so I went um three days without a job I quit my job and really sorry about the street noise but sorry for all the coughing I hope that's not too loud but um yeah so I went three days without a job I did not know when I was going to have another job um a lot of people often say like don't quit your another don't quit your job unless you have like another job lined up or other prospects and I had just I had this gut feeling that like I wasn't going to be able to get the job that I needed to get or that I wanted to get um if I was still working another job I felt like it was a really awful position and I felt like if I you know I was just going to continue working a job I didn't like unless like a really, really good job came along. And this gave me the opportunity to actually look at my options. And while the second job that I didn't end up taking, they ultimately sent me like a really tempting job offer um, the other day. And I had already accepted my other job, but I, I was like, oh, this is really good. Like benefits, like compensation, everything like that. Um, I was like, ultimately, it's still the big question of travel when they won't specify to me how much I'll travel. They said it could just be random and they can't really give me timelines or when or anything like that. And I just can't do that. Um, So that happened and I did that. And then I went to training on Wednesday and then Thursday I didn't have anything. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go you know, I'm going to hang out with my boyfriend and we're going to go like, we decided, you know, it was really hot out. So we're like, let's go somewhere that's like free or cheap that has really good air conditioning. So we're like, okay, let's go to the Met because um, if people aren't aware, if you have, or if you're like a resident of New York and you have like proof of that, so like a New York license, 
you can get into the Met for whatever you want. So it's like pay what you want. So we usually just take the change from our change jar and we just give them whatever's in there. Like, because like, it's still like a donation that they accept to help keep the Met running and everything. So obviously we can go in and like pay each like a, each like a cent. We can each give them a penny, but we figured we're not using the change from our change jar anyways. So let's use that. Um, we usually save like our quarters for other stuff like because once we get enough quarters we can like buy a sandwich um so we usually just take all of the change that isn't quarters and so we like go into the met and we're walking around and um pretty soon to when we got in there i started not feeling well um i honestly assumed that it was in relation to um, my period because my period was coming up and I just thought that it was pain from that and so I brushed it off a little bit I was like I'm supposed to start in like a day or two so I think that it's probably from that and so I kind of brushed it off um, I like got a snack kept walking around and I still wasn't feeling like too well but I was like oh. um, so ultimately like we ended up leaving and we're like okay well let's go we'll go to like starbucks um because we had our quarters like i said so like we have we had like we used change for the met and then like we had some other quarters and we're like we have enough we can go buy a drink from starbucks and so we went to go get a drink for us to share and then we were gonna go to target and we were gonna get some snacks and then we were gonna go home and like watch a movie eat our snacks um, so as we're like in Target, I mean in Starbucks, I started to feel a little worse, but I was like, it's okay. So we start walking around, um, Target with our Starbucks and I was, I started to get in like an immense amount of pain, but I was like trying to just push through. Cause like I said, I thought it was like pre-period pain and I was like, it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Um, and so I... So, we, like, we had, like, our snacks. We were going to get more, but I just wasn't feeling good. So, I was like, you know what? Let's just wrap up. And, like, he went to go check out, and I kind of just stood waiting. And right as we're, like, walking out of the Target, um, I this, like, really sharp, immense pain, like, was on my side. And I was like, I can't even stand anymore. I couldn't even think straight. Like, I got dizzy, and I collapsed. Like, I started to collapse, and he caught me before I, like, hit the ground. But... This was outside and then people were rushing up to me and trying to help me. It was really hot that day, so a lot of people thought that it was heat stroke and they were trying to bring me water. Um, but I couldn't even really talk. I was in a lot of pain. Um, he was trying to call 911 while also trying to catch a cab because, like, y y you never know which one's really faster in the city. Um, and then these two cops came up and they're like, we called 911, so, like, you can get off the phone with them. And um this nice person like brought me their chair and so like he carries me back inside to set me down on a chair and like the cops come in with us and they kept telling us like well we called for an ambulance but we don't even have an ETA on it we were in target for at least like 10 minutes I don't know how long my um my like perception of time was pretty warped ever since from where like I collapsed so like he was keeping track of time because when we went in to tell the doctor stuff like he was the one telling them when everything happened um 
but I was, it was a little bit warped and I know he kept running in and out trying to catch a cab. He was trying to get one on our phones. Um, and the ambulance, like we ended up with like no ETA. It had been like over 10 minutes and we had no ETA on when they were even coming. We didn't even know if they were on their way. Um, he finally gets a cab and like carries me out into it. And I was in so much pain. I couldn't even really think straight. And we eventually get to like the hospital and he carries me into the hospital and they're like wheeling me around in a chair and I couldn't even walk anywhere. Like I was being carried or pushed in a chair everywhere. And I was terrified. Like I do not like doctors. I don't like hospitals. And I know they're the ones that are supposed to like protect you. But just in my personal experience in the past, I have kind of been shot down about certain things and been told it's other things when it's not you know in the past I've had um, ulcers and I was told that I had nothing wrong with me and then it took me like four or five different doctors and I finally was like told that I had ulcers and when we finally like fixed that I started to feel better and I was just like it was a lot to be brushed over and told this stuff all the time um and to kind of constantly be told like oh like you know like why didn't you come in sooner why didn't you do this and it's like okay why does it matter why didn't I come in sooner because I'm here now and I need you to take care of me now I can we not go over the specifics of why I didn't come in sooner and because then it just makes you feel bad even though you're just trying to like look out for yourself because you don't always want to go into the, the hospital every single time you feel a little bit of pain because sometimes it it's just like a little body ache um and I had never felt pain like that before I've I've never kind of like fully collapsed on the ground from that amount of pain before I've passed out in the past from like asthma or from an anxiety attack and so that wasn't necessarily pain that was just like my body's shutting down and so this was pain and it was a lot for me and um eventually they like came in and like put me on pain meds they put me on morphine which like I had never had before and it was really scary at first because like I it started to feel really weird um and then everything after that perception of time really got warped because I thought things were going pretty quickly um so I was like really pleased because usually things go really slowly for me at like hospitals. And so I was like, oh, things are moving really quickly. Um, I got there at like 4 p.m. and I left at 10 p.m. So it's not, uh, it was not moving quickly. Um, but I just couldn't even really understand that. Um, so they did do a bunch of different like ultrasounds on me and a, a CT scan. And they eventually came to the conclusion that I had uh, like cysts on my ovaries and not only do I like have them like this is going to be a reoccurring thing but one of them burst and then this is something that can happen for me um, moving forward like this is this is something that could be a regular thing and they basically told me there isn't like tons that I can do about it like I can go to a like primary care doctor to uh, work through all of that and like try to like minimize it but that ultimately that if they burst, then I like come into the hospital 
and they like give me pain meds and they check me out to make sure it's nothing nothing else is going on but that there isn't really anything to do unless like at any point they have to remove them um so yeah that's kind of um that was not fun um it was an added thing and then they told me i was gonna be in pain for a few days after it as well um and so that was Thursday. And then Friday, I had signed up for um, some extra training with work because I was supposed to start Monday of this week. Um, so Monday the um, the 11th, I was supposed to start. That was supposed to be my first first day of work, like going in and doing stuff. So I had signed up for additional training on Friday and I was in a lot of pain, but I still, like, went, I still had, like, the bandage on my arm from, um, them, like, having, you know, the IV in, in me and everything, um, oh, that was another scary thing, I was leaving the hospital on Thursday, and they, like, took the IV out and bandaged me up, and they're like, okay, you can go, right as we're about to leave, um, my entire bandage, like, bled through, and I was, like, bleeding, and they had to, like, re-bandage me up, so I was, fully terrified that that was going to happen again, and I was going to, like, bleed out, um, and then I, like, get home, and I had to, like, shower and everything, and I just couldn't even do that, like, I felt like I was going to collapse so many times, um, I could not stand up, and I also had, like, five flights of stairs to climb up, so that was a lot, um, and, yeah, so then I went to training on Friday, and I, <laughs> so what I'm currently going to be doing for my job, I didn't specify, um, so they kind of do this, like, I'm kind of doing this on a trial with them, because I told them that I wasn't sure how long I would want to do this, but I said that I would go through the entire, like, semester, so until the end of December, um, so basically what they do is they're a STEM program and they go to different schools, um, to show kids STEM stuff, to get them excited about it so that they don't just think that it's like silly or so that they understand it. Um, and they liked my background because I do engineering. I wasn't working as an engineer, um, doing school for all that. So they liked my background with that and... Um, so yeah, like, it's not necessarily, I don't know if I really wanted to teach kids, it's not really my, um, my passion, but I do like wanting kids to be involved in this. Um, if it weren't for my high school program, I would have never known about engineering, so this is really cool that they do this, and they come up with really fun and creative projects for them to do, and I think it's an amazing thing, and... I'm happy to be a part of it, even if it's just for a short period of time, depending on what I want to do. Um, I know that I eventually probably want to go back into the engineering field, but right now it was a lot for me with everything that was going on, and I just needed a break from it. I needed a break from that kind of atmosphere so that I could re-enter later. Um, so yeah, I, I took that, and then I started officially on Monday, um, and I went in to do my class, and it was, you know, it was really good. It was a little overwhelming, but it was really good, um, and 
and then I worked yesterday as well, and then I have today. Um, I mean, I'll be working all five days of the week to to do all this, but um, I actually have a little more time on my hands now that I took this job, and I'm really excited about it. I've been able to do a lot more in my personal time. Like yesterday, I walked to work because it's a lot closer, so that was really amazing. I walked for just like a mile to work, so I got like a nice walk-in, and then I was like hanging out with these these kids teaching them how to do these things and they were so interested in coding and animating and building their own cities and so it's been really amazing to see that at such a young age they can get interested in these things now because I think that we need more people interested in this especially like a younger generation I feel like a lot of the STEM fields are filled with like a the older generation and we need new people to come in just so we can have new ideas all the time. I think it's always good for people to be continuously growing and doing these things. So, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at so far. Um, like I said, I have work again today and then we're kind of going from there. I, um, my pain has started to go away finally. Um, I'm still in a little bit of pain from, like, my actual period starting, um, and, yeah, so that's great and all, but other than that, like, I am feeling better, I've been able to sleep more, I've had more energy, and now I can do more stuff for school and in my personal life and spend people, spend time with people that I didn't have as much time to spend time with before, um, my birthday is coming up. It's this Sunday, um, which um, my birthday, selfishly, is one of my favorite holidays. I I have a lot of people say Christmas is their favorite holiday. So, and I think that a lot of that is also from selfish reasons because you get like presents. But um, for me, my birthday has always been my favorite holiday because I felt like a lot of times growing up that I didn't have as much um, attention on me. Now, I'm sure people in my family would disagree, but I felt like anytime the attention was put on me that it wasn't about necessarily trying to get to know me or have interest in me. So I've always enjoyed my birthday as I got older because I've felt like I can really see the people in my life who know me and who care about me. Um, It's it gets a little sad when you get presents from certain people and it's like something that you don't even like and it's not even from like a good genuine place because I feel like some people in my life just give me a present because they feel like that's what they have to do and then it's like something that I'm not even interested in because they haven't bothered to get to know me well um and that probably makes me sound really ungrateful for presents but I don't like to waste things I don't like to just throw things away Um, yeah, I do go through my belongings, but I try to donate them. And then if I do throw them away, I just try to, like, be conscious of, like, why I'm throwing them away. Um, I don't like to have tons and tons of stuff. So when I get things for my birthday or for any other holidays, I want it to be things that I'm genuinely interested in at the time. If I eventually get rid of it because I'm no longer interested in then that's different, but I want it to be things that I'm genuinely interested in. Um, for my birth, for my birthday, my boyfriend got me some Care Bears because I've been really interested in Care Bears. Um, 
I mean, he's also planning me something from my birthday, but, um, I, I begged him to let me open them early because they were in like these little boxes. Um, I don't know if you've seen the Care Bear boxes before, but they sit in this little box and I just wanted them out of the box because I didn't want them to be stuck in the box for like a while. And I also wanted to have them in bed with me. Um, so yeah, so that's something that I think is really like genuine and nice because it's something that I'm currently interested in and that makes me really happy. Um, and my birthday to me isn't even about presents. It's about just like getting to spend time with people that care about me and that I care about, you know, hearing like when I get to hang out with people or spend time with them or just hear from them, it just makes me feel really loved. And yeah, my birthday is a selfish holiday, but I enjoy it. Um, <laughs> my favorite holiday is Halloween, which is also coming up and I love to dress up in costumes, but I will talk about that more when we get closer to Halloween. Um, I also apologize for the delay on episodes. I had totally planned to record and then upload and um, my like Wednesday got a little bit busy and I was like, okay, I'll just record like Thursday and then I'll upload it and it'll still be uploaded on Thursday. And then I went to the hospital and I was like, okay, so this is not happening. It's not like I'm going to pull out the microphone and record at the hospital. Like, hello everyone, recording live from the hospital today. Let's talk about blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. Also for this week's episode, I wanted to talk. Um, I had multiple people. I did a little poll on my Instagram. So if any of you listen and aren't listening or don't follow my Instagram, it's one tired bitch on Instagram or one tired bitch podcast on Instagram. Um, and I'm trying to get people more interested in going there because that's where I can like ask questions during the week about what you might want to hear on topic wise, because I have a whole list of topics that I want to talk about, but I also want people to be engaged and listening and feel heard and seen. Um, so a lot of people seemed really interested in a part two to like Mormon called like Mormon stuff. Like I, I did my most popular episode is, um, me myself and Mormons. And it's kind of just about my life journey, um, with Mormon stuff, um, Mormonism, the oldest church, whatever you want to call it. It's my journey with um, going through all of that and how it's changed me and everything. And I thought that for part two, I would do a little bit of a mix of not just like my journey because I didn't get like super, super deep. Like I, I touched on the surface. It was a long episode, but I still touched on the surface. And I thought I'd get a little bit deeper, but then also just talk about like certain aspects of Mormon culture. And I figured we'll see how long this goes. We'll see if the episode is longer, if I need to split it into two parts, which would then mean that we have three episodes. But just prefacing this now, you know, um, this is a longer introduction than I usually do. I like to just try to stick to the topic and because I don't want to be one of those podcasts that like spends 45 minutes doing a catch up and then like their topic is for 10 minutes. So trust me, there will still be a long time for the topic. So if nobody wants to hear my catch up, they can always just skip to the end. Um, but I thought that I deserve, like, I thought that this deserved a little bit of a catch up. So everybody knew where I was at, you know, I have a job now. 
I went to the hospital and that's why we missed the episode. Um, but it's all good. And so I'm like, yeah, okay, great. Like, let's, let's do this. Okay. Let's all jump into this episode. Let's talk about Mormon culture, um, and how it relates to the world, my life, everything else. Um, so let's get into it. Okay. Okay, so, Mormon culture. <laughs> um, I'm not even where, like, I'm not even sure where to start. Um, I guess we can talk about the differences between the culture in different states. Um, because the closer you are to Utah, the more intense it gets. And then, like, the further away you are, the less intense it gets, or at least so it seems. But then it also just depends on your ward. It depends on everything like that. Um, So I think that we'll talk about that. So I've said before, I grew up in California. Um, I grew up in Bakersfield. And we had multiple wards in Bakersfield. And then we had, um, I think, like two or three stakes, which is like, the stake is like the... um, Like, there's, like, a building called the Stake Center, and then multiple wards will meet there. Because, like, the wards meet individually throughout the week. It's a little complicated to get into all of the logistics of it, but just for, like, reference. Um, so it felt like at the time there were, like, quite a bit of us, like, when we'd gather all together. But then when you go to school and there's only, like, 10 to 15 of you, it's not as much. So... Most of us all had friends outside of Mormon stuff. Like, we, um, a lot of us would, like, integrate where we would do a lot of, like, church-related stuff as, like, our activities, but, sorry, I needed a drink of water, but a lot of us would do church-related stuff, um, as our, like, like our activities during the week, like how we made friends and everything like that. Um, a lot of us would also do stuff outside of that. Like it would depend on you as a person and what you were doing. I felt like I was a bit of a mix of both because I wanted to do everything that was needed of me for church. And I wanted, I also had a lot of things that I did for like school wise that was outside of church. And so feel like I had a mix of friends. There were a lot of times there where I was like out late doing school projects with friends from school that were not church, like not part of the Mormon church. Um, but then I also had a lot of church-related activities that I would go to as well. So I bring up this because the culture is a little bit different and varying on where you are. Um, and then it differs like how your family relates. So <clears throat> In my family, personally, um, so, like, it's a no-no in the church. Like, it's not good to, like, you shouldn't be saying cuss words. You shouldn't drink alcohol. You shouldn't drink coffee or tea. Um, You shouldn't do any sort of work on Sundays. Like, you shouldn't go out to eat. You shouldn't be doing homework. You shouldn't be doing housework. Like, all you should be doing is, like, going to church and then coming home and, like, spending time with your family or, like, taking a nap or something like that. You shouldn't be doing anything that can be considered work. Um, 
and you shouldn't be making other people work as well so even though like us like even though like going out for a meal wouldn't be considered work for us it's work for other people so you shouldn't be making other people work either so you shouldn't get like gas on Sundays um and things like that and my family was a little bit different on like varying sides of like the rules because we were pretty much like the only Mormon people in like our whole family like with like grandparents cousins everything like that so we were a little bit more relaxed on certain things but rules were still pretty heavily like enforced in the household like we would never specifically get in like too much trouble but it would be like long lectures or you shouldn't do that and when I say long lectures I mean like two plus hour long lectures and it's like worse than almost just getting your phone taken away because at least if your phone's taken away you know when you're gonna get it back but you wouldn't know how long this lecture is gonna be and you're just like okay please just let me go (laughs) like I get it I get it I did something wrong um in Mormon culture, I mean, in Mormon-related stuff with, like, the church and everything like that, you also should be wearing, um, you know, if you're going to wear shorts, they should go all the way down to your knee or past your knee, and same with, like, dresses and skirts. Um, you shouldn't be wearing tank tops. You shouldn't be wearing things that show cleavage. Um, you shouldn't be really wearing tight clothes, and you, like, kind of stuff like that. Like, you don't want to show that kind of things you shouldn't have more like only women could have piercings and then you can only have one piercing in each ear but it's not like you could get like a cartilage piercing and that would count as your one piercing it had to be like the lobe so it's like you can have like one lobe piercing in each ear and that was it you couldn't have tattoos either um it was pretty frowned upon to have colored hair um and there's a lot of other things but as we'll get into it, but that's kind of like the baseline for stuff. And then it differed based on like how crazy your ward would take this. Like if a lot of people would judge you for these things, oh, you shouldn't, you should also like, you shouldn't be wearing like bikinis. You should be wearing like one pieces. Um, and that's like the clothing wise, we'll get more into like dating and stuff like that. But, um, so like for my specific family, because that's where it starts right in, in the family. My dad would cuss a lot. He still cusses now, but it wasn't okay for us to do it. Um, we would get like in trouble if we cussed, but it was, uh, like he was allowed to do it. Um, a little hypocritical, but so that's kind of how that would go like cussing wise. So we wouldn't cuss. Um, I remember one time when I were like, I started wearing like, um, shorter shorts and like tank tops because we lived in Bakersfield, California. It was a hundred plus degrees during the summer and most of the fall and the spring. Like there was rarely a time where the temperature was really any lower than like 80 degrees. Like during the winter, it would get between like 50 to 60 degrees, um, which you could still wear shorts during because it's not really that cold, but um, it would be easier to wear like pants at that time. And I remember at one point I started wearing, like, short shorts, and, um, they weren't even that short, but, like, shorter shorts and, like, tank tops because it was hot outside. And I got this really long lecture from my dad about how if I was wearing these clothes, like, that wasn't okay for me to wear these clothes because, like, number one, like, these aren't appropriate for, like, church, and, like, eventually when I go through the temple, I'm not going to be able to wear clothes like this, and then... 
also because like you know how men and boys act is based on like how you dress so the more that you show the more willing like the more that could like happen to you if like it like it's kind of like almost saying that like it's your fault for dressing like that right um so I still would kind of dress how I wanted because like um I was at a point where I was kind of buying my own clothes I had a secret online little shop where I would um list old belongings of mine that I did not want anymore and then I would secretly pack them up and print out the label and ship them off and I didn't have a bank account at the time but the way that this like app worked is like you could just keep all of your money in the app and then you could use the money from the app to buy new things so I would like sell all my stuff and wait till I had enough money and then I would like buy myself new clothes because I wasn't really being bought clothes by my parents either so I was kind of just like this is the way that I'm gonna do it and then I was buying clothes that I wanted um and so I would do that and so I was like well I bought these clothes for myself so I'm gonna wear them like I like them um and um I did that for a little bit and then I eventually like ended up getting rid of all my clothes that were considered inappropriate and like did a whole 180 and started wearing like really really more conservative clothes that were covering up a lot of stuff because then I was like okay well I want to like be ready in case like for like when I go into like the temple so I want to start wearing clothes that are appropriate for that and I was like 17 and I was like preparing for like temple stuff um because I was getting a little more intense because like I was being told that when I go off to college that I'm probably gonna get married pretty quickly um and yeah so it's just like it was there was that aspect so like the no cussing and then I wasn't allowed to dress like that um but it was different when I was like exercising I was allowed to wear short shorts and a tank top because I'm exercising but I just need to make sure that like I am only wearing those clothes for exercise and then when I'm done exercising not to wear them and then my family also didn't want me to wear like bikinis but I was allowed to wear tank bikinis um and one thing that I started getting away with is I would get high-waisted bottoms and then like a like more covered style bikini top so only a little bit of my stomach was showing so it was still like a bikini but it showed similar amounts of skin to like a tankini so I kind of got away with that for a little bit because I bought my own swimsuit um plus like one pieces just didn't fit me correctly just the way that my body type is it they were always riding up wrong and I ended up showing more skin anyways because then my entire ass was out so I never understood that um and like and so and then like the Sunday stuff right so I always did homework on Sundays because that was just ridiculous to expect me to be able to have everything done I needed to by like Saturday night I was already so busy on the uh on the weekdays and then I was like babysitting and all kinds of stuff on the weekends so I never really had that much time so I was always doing homework on Sundays um sometimes my family would make comments about it but ultimately they didn't really care we never went out to eat on Sundays unless unless we were on vacation because if we were on vacation then us going to gas stations and fast food places or restaurants was different because we needed to go there to be able to eat and stuff like that um and 
my family never drank alcohol or anything like that, but my dad had like, I've seen him multiple times, like go and buy alcohol for people in my family that do drink. Um, just cause like they, I guess wanted alcohol. So he's done that before. Um, I don't really know if he ever made them pay him back, but I do know that like he was the one who like purchased it. Um, and, and then like we were really strict about tithing, um, which was like 10% of everything that you ever got. So like I would get like birthday money and then it's like, okay, 10% of this. And I was not as strict about that with myself because I was like, I didn't earn this. This is a gift. Um, and my family kind of started doing that like eventually where they're like, oh, if it's a gift, you don't have to do tithing. But if you earn it, you, you should do tithing. They were never super, super strict about that because it was kind of just like pay attention to your own thing. Um, same thing with like fasting. So you would like fast on the first Sunday of every month, right? And so you start fasting when you're 12 years old or when you're eight after you get baptized. It was either eight or 12. It was either right after you got baptized at eight years old um, or at like 12 years old when you started with like the older kids. But my family was never super strict about that because like like the adults were supposed to kind of fast for like all day so like for three meals and then like the kids were supposed to try to just fast for as long as they can or at least one meal and it gets harder when like church started at like one and it was three hours so you get home at like <laughs> four or five p.m and you haven't eaten all day as a kid um for myself i always like i was like it's one meal i am fasting for one meal that's the maximum um and that's the maximum i'm doing and my family seemed to do similar stuff like even the adults like my parents and i was like okay whatever we're not as strict about this we're like barely following the rules but fine um and then coffee and tea we were never allowed tea it was not even like discussed as like an option even like herbal teas and stuff which like there's some back and forth on whether or not that's okay um coffee we were not allowed to have coffee either um eventually my grandpa moved in with us and he drank coffee so we had um like a coffee maker for him but and he just kept it in his bedroom all the time but like other than that we weren't allowed to have coffee or anything like that so I feel like I feel like growing up my family was somewhat strict about the rules but then as I got older and I saw how some of the other people were treated just in my own ward and then moving to Utah how more intensely that got so yeah so then there was like my ward and I felt like the ward was it felt pretty strict because I felt like people were making comments about how people dressed um I remember this girl showed up to one of the pool parties in a bikini and the leader like pulled her aside to say that you shouldn't really do that. I remember like when a girl showed up with like a friend that wasn't even a church member with like a bikini and they were like, you shouldn't do that. Um, also on Sundays, you're all supposed to dress like super nice. So like in dresses and suits and ties and some people would bring friends or just like didn't have anything nice and didn't have the money to do that and would show up in like jeans and a t-shirt. And you're supposed to just be able to come as you are, um, which is, like, an interesting concept considering the fact that, like, they'd make us dress super nice. And 
um, everybody would kind of judge the people that weren't dressed super nice. And I just remember that being a lot. Like, it was like, I felt like my, as like I got to Utah, I definitely felt like my ward was way more relaxed in California than it was in Utah, like with the people there, like a lot of people went through a lot more of intense things than, um, than in Utah, but it's like, just thinking about the fact that it was like, pretty judgmental about if you weren't doing certain things, um, in, in the wards, but, you know, the wards are definitely a lot smaller than they were in Utah, they weren't like so, so small, there's definitely wards that were way smaller, but I feel like, you know, you only got so many members, so they want to keep the ones that they have, but they're also going to be judgmental and, like, secret or tell or have, like, certain meetings about, like, don't dress like that, don't do stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, there's, like, that's kind of, like, the culture of the ward. And then, like, you have, like, stakes. When, so when you have, like, steak dances and everything, I had a friend who showed up, and she was wearing a pair of ripped jeans, and the hole was right above her knee, like, right, right above it. It wasn't even very big. And they would not let her into the steak dance um, unless she either went home and changed or she put duct tape over the hole so that, like, the hole wasn't, so she wasn't showing any skin there. And I'm like, okay, so that's not even, like, inappropriate. Like, not that anything that you wear is considered inappropriate, but that wasn't even something that I think should even be considered inappropriate in a Mormon context. So that was a lot. Okay, right. So we had the whole issue. Um, and then I just remembered that, so like I mentioned, like tight clothes wise, um, it, it it's not really a thing that you should be doing because like it was like showing off your body. You know, it would show that like you're a person that has a body. Um, my family didn't seem to care as much about it, at least not to my face. Um, I would wear tight dresses quite often. Because then I could wear like a short sleeve bodycon dress that went down to my knees and then I wouldn't feel frumpy and I would still feel cute even though it was still covering all of my body. Um, so I would wear that stuff quite often. I would also wear like skinny jeans and tight t-shirts and stuff like that. Another thing I like to do is I would wear, um, like, sports bras that were, like, colorful quite often, and I would just, like, let those kind of show, like, I'd wear, like, a shirt where it would be, like, showing a little bit, um, not that that was doing anything because it's a sports bra, and we're not going to pretend that that's in any way sexual or sexy, but it's just, like, funny because it's, like, I was trying my hardest to not look frumpy or to show that I like had certain parts like and yeah um so then we had that like issue with like the hole and all of that kind of stuff um yeah I mean I feel like that's a pretty good oh and then we had okay so there's this one thing um I think it's in every stake building as I'm aware or in every like church building across the country as I'm aware but at least the ones that I was in in California and Utah um okay one second I need water okay so at least the ones that were in California and Utah um 
You had access to the internet. Like, if you were connected to their Wi-Fi, you had access to the internet. But you didn't have access to certain, like, websites. So, you weren't allowed to go on, like, Instagram or Snapchat or Facebook. Um, which was, like, funny because it's, like, it's not necessarily, like, there's always going to be, like, inappropriate things on there. Um, you mainly just had access to, like, the church website. Um like, every other website would just be, like, can't load, and you would think it's just because, like, the bad Wi-Fi connection, but no, it was because they, like, had it blocked, so I know a lot of us were downloading VPNs so that we could, like, go on Instagram or go on Snapchat, um, because a lot of us were on Snapchat, and, or some people just wanted to play games on their phone, um, that needed access to internet, or they wanted to look up a YouTube video, It was for, like, silly things sometimes because especially when you were there after church hours and you were doing, like, activities on, like, a Wednesday, you wanted to be able to use your phone and, like, look at stuff. Um, Not not even things that were bad, like I said, like Instagram and whatever. Um, So my dad would literally be on his tablet, on his iPad, during sacrament meeting. Um going on Facebook. So, that's my thing with, like, my family didn't, like, they were strict about some stuff, and I feel like it was, like, the stuff that was more, like, visual to the public. Um, maybe because they just wanted us to have a certain look. I don't know. But then, like, when it came to, like, sacrament meeting, we always sat in the back. We were always pretty loud. Um, all of us were on our phones all the time. They never really got on us about, like, paying attention. Um, they would later, like, ask us, like, if we learned anything, but half the time we were, like, playing games with each other on our phones or playing the game where you, like, trace a letter on the other person's back and you have to, like, guess what letter it is. Most of the time we were never paying attention. Um, at some point I, like, started to try to pay attention, but then I would, like, fall asleep. There were certain points where I would just, like, tell my family I was going to the bathroom and then I would, like, walk around the church building for a while I would get so sleepy and so bored, and especially when I hadn't eaten anything, I just, like, I couldn't do it, like, and I was always known as, like, the one in the family who was, like, really, really good about this stuff and, like, really strict and doing all these things, but then I would, like, like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom and walk around the church building for a while, then I'd come back and they'd be like, what were you doing? I'm like, in the bathroom. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I was using the bathroom. And they're like, for 20 minutes? I'm like, yeah, for 20 minutes, I was in the bathroom, okay? Like, um, so that was funny. Um, so yeah, um, I'll probably have to jump back at some point to share, like, different aspects of, like, how, um, what me growing up with and what the church represented in, like, Bakersfield, California versus the difference in, like, Utah, um, I feel like I experienced a few different versions because then I moved to St. George, Utah, which is the edge of Utah. It's right next to Las Vegas. Um, well, I mean, it's right next to like Arizona and Nevada, but like it's like an hour and a half from Vegas. So people went there quite often. Um, so it was a little bit different because it was definitely more extreme than California. But then, at one point, I was going to church in 
Salt Lake City, and that was more and more extreme than St. George, Utah. So in St. George, Utah, things were definitely even more intense about, like, what you wore clothing-wise. Um, like, you shouldn't even be wearing tank tops and shorts when you're exercising. And, like, you shouldn't even hang out with people who are drinking coffee and tea. And you shouldn't be hanging out with people who are dressing inappropriately or who are cussing. Like, you should basically only be hanging out with, like, church members and you should always be going to church activities and and never miss Sunday church. Oh, that was another thing, right? So my family, a lot of us were in sports, which a lot of times, sometimes things would come up on like a Sunday. And my family would always end up going to the sporting thing instead of the church thing. Um, sometimes we'd like split up and like the people that needed to be at the sporting thing would go and the rest of us would go to church. But we'd always end up going to the sporting thing because like our thing was like, you can always, like, have church later or before or whatever, but, like, we're not going to miss this sporting opportunity because, like, they're, you're not always going to get the opportunity to, like, perform again for these people or anything like that. Um, so that was a little bit different versus, like, when I was going to church in St. George, it was, like, I shouldn't miss Sunday for, like, really any reason. Even if I'm, like, really sick, I should try to, like, find a way to make it in which doesn't make any sense because then you're gonna get everybody else sick but and there were so many more reports there were so many more people going to church so it was hard to even have friends that weren't going to church um and every little thing that you did like everybody kind of watched oh that will be really loud in the microphone super glad about that um that's my alarm in case I was still asleep, which is embarrassing. Um, so I, I set a few alarms so I'd be able to make it to work and everything. Not that I would still be asleep, but yeah, anyways, besides the point. So then we had um, kind of that aspect of everything where it felt just more intense with everything. Like somebody would cuss. And then everybody would know, oh, this person cusses. This person is no longer able to go into the temple. And it's like, it was a lot harder to hide things. So, like, if you weren't able to go into the temple, that was a big deal. Because, like, people wanted to go and get married and get into the temple and all of that kind of stuff. But another thing that came with, like, Mormon culture in Utah is people were finding more creative ways to break the rules. Um, so a lot of people then would, like, say certain things like, oh, I do these things during the week, but then I repent on Sunday, and then everything's gone, and it's fine. And so that was a little bit, like, different. Um, also a lot of people in at least St. George, Utah, weren't watching, like, PG-13 movies, um, because they had, like, cussing, or maybe they had, like, some sexual content like even though it's not like showing nudity they had like the you know like sex is happening technically you know um kind of scenes where it's like implied and I grew up watching PG-13 movies um my family personally never watched rated R movies which like as a Mormon you're not allowed to watch rated R um and my family would find, I mean, they would watch certain things that, like, 
were definitely like in a rated R category, but because they weren't rated R, they watch it. It's like Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, things that were like very, very violent, but because they were on TV, they were more considered like TVMA, which as we all know, TVMA is like basically rated R or sometimes worse. And, but my family watch it because it's technically not rated R. Um, so yeah, that was, um, but in Utah, it was definitely like very strict about that kind of stuff. Like I remember talking about certain shows like, oh, did you ever watch like The Walking Dead? And they'd be like, what? No, that's like, no, we can't watch that. Um, so when I like jumped right into that, it was very intense of like, this is very, very different. Now I have to be very strict about everything. Like, we follow every rule to, like, the T. I can't miss Sundays, like, um, which felt like a lot because I was like, this isn't the church stuff that I grew up with, but ultimately, like, it was. It just wasn't as enforced as much, like, um, but, like, that's what the church is. It's just, like, the further you get away from it, the less people care about some of those kind of rules but there are rules there are things that you should be doing to be a part of the church and so people shouldn't get confused and say that like oh then just don't go to church in utah and then you can still be a part of the church because it's like those are all still rules whether they're heavily enforced or not they're all still rules that are part of the church and so like yeah i mean just something to keep in mind if they're okay with you following or if you're okay with being somebody who breaks them and still going, then that's also fine. Um, You just have to be aware that, like, you can't excuse it by saying, well, just because I don't live in Utah, like, just because, like, I don't live in Utah, so it's fine. Like, no, you have to accept all of it as one. And if you do accept it all together and you either choose to continue to break stuff or you decide that you're okay with it, then that's fine. And that's fine if you want to do that. And this episode or episodes or whatever this is going to be this whole discussion isn't about getting people to leave the church it's about getting people to either be aware or feel seen by the things that we talk about because it gets a little bit intense with things um another part of the culture was kind of just like i remember growing up and you know like the marriage thing being like a big thing but then as soon as i got to utah now that i was in college it was like okay, you're here to get married. You're not here to go to college, which was a major thing that I had an issue with because, like, I came to go to college. I came to get my engineering degree. I did not come to get married. Like, there was this whole joke that people would, um, that women were going to college to get them their uh, MRS, like their miss, like misses or whatever, you know, um, and, and not a bachelor's degree, not an associate's degree, And it's like, wow, Um, not only is that ridiculous that like 18 year olds um, are going to college just to get married, but to me, it was more baffling that like people were wasting money, thousands of dollars to potentially just get like a husband, like just move to the Utah area then and like get a job and have an apartment because just being around in that area, you'll go to church and you can go on dating apps and you'll still meet somebody. Like, it's ridiculous. You don't need to go to college class and spend thousands of dollars to do that. Like, not me trying to offer tips for 18-year-olds to get married quicker. But, like, 
I just think that, like, if that's truly what you're going for, then it's a big waste of money. Even if it's not your own money, it's a big waste of money. And that always really frustrated me when I was spending thousands of my own dollars or taking out loans and people were just, like, spending their parents' money so that they can hopefully get a husband. Um, so that was a big part of it. Like, that was a very intense thing that I wasn't as used to with everything. And I just think that it's a lot and it's not, I don't even think that that's okay to be putting on people and like the way that people dress, like every single person was always wearing like the like shorts down to your knee, which were, which were so ugly. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I think that they make somewhat cuter versions now because it's becoming like a trend and a style. Um for just like everyone to wear them but like the ones that Mormons specifically wore it was like they were like tight and then they would have like a very small roll at the end they were very ugly I don't care what you say I can't really even get myself to wear them now um to get to wear any sort of like shorts that go down to my knee because I maybe eventually I will but right now it's just like reminds me of being forced to wear stuff like that so that it was like appropriate um a lot of big things yeah it would like the like classic look during the summer would be like the Bermuda shorts you know down to your knee and then like a just like a plain cap sleeve t-shirt because that's right where like your garments would end so they'd wear clothes that like right where your garments end so it was like they were showing as much skin as they possibly could Um, nobody really ever showed cleavage, and, um, people were, like, very adamant about that. Like, it was kind of like, sometimes I would wear v-neck t-shirts, and you could see, like, a little bit, depending on, like, the bra I wore. Um, even though technically, like, you'd still be able to, like, be covered appropriately, and that shouldn't be deemed as inappropriate, um, that was a very intense thing, um. Nobody ever really cussed. Um, nobody drank coffee or tea. Um, but one big difference that I noticed is that, like, everybody was drinking soda and energy drinks. Like, in Utah, there's tons of soda shops everywhere that'll, like, make you, like, an energy drink slash soda thing. Like, it's, like, different flavors of soda. Um, so people will drink all this, like, caffeine all the time. And the sugar, which is really, really bad for you when, like, coffee's better for you than soda and energy drinks. Um, so that was a big thing. Um, trying to think of, like, the other major, major differences that I saw between, like, St. George, Utah, and Bakersfield, California. Because um, we talked about a few of the things like that. Um, oh, the nothing on Sunday thing. Right. So, like, I always did homework on Sundays. I still continue to, especially in college because I was even more busy. And I remember people, like, being like, oh, let's all get together after church and, like, read our scriptures together. And I was like, I have homework. And they're like, you're doing homework? I'm like, yes, I am doing homework. I am in college and I am every single day possible to do my homework. I just spent two hours here two hours of my life here at church not doing homework and studying um when I could have been somewhere else and 
It was also a major thing to go to institute, which was like church classes. Um, they were like, oh, you should be signed up for these. And if you went to like BYU, then it was like mandatory. But in St. George, it wasn't mandatory. And I signed up for a little bit and then I just stopped going. I went to like one class and I stopped going because I did not have time for that. Um, and I rarely went to like Wednesday activities anymore because I just didn't have time and I remember when I would show up on Sundays and I would get really really judged for not going to Wednesday activities and I had like a similar kind of judgment if I wouldn't go to Wednesday activity in California but it wasn't as like intensified because like there's always like you can always come up with some sort of like reason for things plus like I was always going to them even if like I didn't really have time I rarely missed but I had less time And I just didn't feel like it was a good use of my time when I could be doing homework or working or anything like that. And it was, like, very judgmental. If you didn't go to all the activities that were, like, outside of, like, Sunday, because they had so many, it wasn't just on Wednesdays, I would get, like, this judgment. And it was like, oh, well, where were you? And I was like, well, I come every single Sunday. I'm still paying my tithing. Like, um, I'm wearing appropriate clothing. I'm not cussing. I'm not drinking coffee or tea and um and I'm doing like everything that I can possibly do but the time commitment that you're asking from me is too much like I just can't even make it work um and then I was in Salt Lake City for a little bit and I went there for I like trans like I I was doing summer school close there and you can hear the bus outside Um, and I went to church there and it was like right when like COVID was hitting. So like things were just about to like go online and I like showed up and it was really weird and awkward and very like intense because like the ward was like constantly rotating in and out of people because that was another thing is like you'd start to make friends and then like within like a month this person's like married And you're like, okay, so I guess we're not friends anymore. And then you would never hear from them again because they would, like, move out of the ward. And then you're like, okay, I guess you don't exist in my life anymore. Um, Which was crazy. It was also very much a thing where, like, it was very okay for us to have friends that weren't Mormon in California because we didn't have, like, tons of options. Like, it was like, are you going to be friends with, like, the three girls (laughs) that are your age like that's your only friends it's like you're most likely gonna have friends outside of the church and it was more like encouraged like it's like yeah you should have like a diverse group of friends at least from my experience it felt like that um it was kind of just like because then I think it was like because then you can bring your non-members to church um and it's like ah it's it's so much it's a lot and I this is this is really just the beginning like I can't even begin to fathom the differences between like Salt Lake City Utah and St. George Utah and Bakersfield California the differences I experienced there and then the differences now that I live in um New York City like I don't even hear the word Mormon. 
I think I've heard it like once because I said I moved from Utah and people are like, oh, are you Mormon? And I was like, nope. Nope, not anymore. Um, so yeah, let's get into that a little bit more, right? Okay, so I know I said we're going to get into it and talk about even more of the differences, even more of Mormon culture, and I want to dive even deeper into this than I have because maybe it feels really surface level. Maybe it feels like I'm only touching on a little bit of things. Um, I'm only sprinkling in a little bit of details on a little bit of things, and I want to get really dive deep, and I want to share some stories. I want to share some intense stuff. But in order to do that, if I get into it, it's going to be like a three hour long episode. So what I'm going to do is because we're already an hour into the episode, I am going to pause, like I'm going to take a little pause from this, not pausing from me actually recording, but I am going to have this be a two part episode, but I'm not going to like upload them two separate weeks, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to upload, like, today on Wednesday, hopefully, um, because I'm recording on a Wednesday. I'll upload, like, part one today on a Wednesday, a little little surprise, treat, or whatever you want to call it. Um, And then, on Thursday, I'll upload, like, part two. So, if you have listened to this whole episode, which I hope people have, or at least listened to the, you know, the main part of it all, then, you know share it with your friends you know you can share it on instagram stories um a lot of people like it's not like you like will get comments from people and be like oh you listen to that blah blah blah. i used to be so stressed about that let me tell you um i used to be really really stressed about that and then i remember um two separate times i uploaded a podcast that i listened to on my instagram and the people who do the podcast actually personally messaged me and were like thank you for sharing this like not everybody does that all the time um thank you for listening. I got like a really personalized message from them. And it doesn't always mean that you'll get that from like every single podcast that you listen to. Um, I mean, most likely you'll get one from me because I don't have as many listeners or followers. But um, yeah, I mean, you can do that to share it with people that, you know, if you enjoy it, you can share it with people. You can also share it and say, worst podcast in the world and then maybe people will listen to it to see how terrible it was um you know you can also give me a review on spotify i believe you can give a review on apple Podcasts because i now have this on apple Podcasts. i'm not sure if i announced that on the last episode but i now have this available on apple Podcasts. most people i know listen to spotify but Last time I checked, I had over 80 listeners, and so I cannot guarantee that all 80 of them are from Spotify, so I want people to have access on Apple Podcasts as well. So you can share either from Apple or from Spotify. They'll both be available there. Um, You can also follow me on my Instagram, like I said, so you can get the updates about when I'm posting episodes because I'm trying to stick to like a Thursday schedule, but, you know, my life is a little... A little busy, a little crazy. You know, I work full time, I go to school full time. So sometimes episodes aren't going to be uploaded, or sometimes they're going to be uploaded on a different day, like today, maybe. So, surprise. Um, I think that's like everything for like the end of this episode. Um, I mean, thank you for listening if you have. I really, really enjoy doing this. It's really fun for me to talk about my thoughts and feelings on a lot of different things. Um, especially like Mormon culture because it's something that I grew up with. It's something that 
really shaped my life and changed it and has made me who I've become today in a, like a completely opposite way than how I grew up. Um, it's made me want to be almost the complete opposite of what I grew up to believe. You know, I met up with an old friend, um, over the weekend. I didn't even mention that. I met up with an old friend over the weekend. He was here in New York and it was really great to see him, but I, it reminded me that like, I'm a different person than when I first met him. Like, it was just like, I was like, wow, like, I'm glad that we still get along, but, um, I have a lot of different values than when I first met this person. So I think it's, you know, I think it's amazing that you can still be friends with people from different parts of your life and from different beliefs. And I think that's important to have. I think it's important that like people who are listening to me that are still Mormon, who still go to the church are trying to accept this as me not trying to punish the church or punish people who still go to the church, but accepting that this is just like something that changed me into a different person and it was my life and I should be allowed to share these aspects of my life and if you're uncomfortable with it then I apologize but you are more than welcome to not listen to me you're more than welcome to block me but I appreciate the friends that I've had in my life that um are still part of the church that are listening and taking this um for what it is that like this was my experiences that I'm sharing and I would love to get people's reviews or comments you can message me on Instagram I want to hear everybody's thoughts I want this to open up the discussion a little bit um I am going to record part two right after this so I can just get straight into everything and then we'll have two episodes uploaded in a row and then hopefully next week we'll have like another episode I'm not really sure on the topic of that and I'm rambling a little bit. So, like I said, follow me on Instagram. Um, it, the, the at is in the description in case, like, you need to look at, like, spelling and everything. Because I've said it multiple times. One Tired Bitch Podcast on Instagram. Um, you can leave me a review. And thank you. Alright, everyone. So, that's the One Tired Bitch Podcast. Not sure what I'll be tired of next week, but I'll I'll see you over there.